Hello, family and friends. The title of today's message is, Is God in Your Boat? Let's pray. Father, we come to you hungry for what you have today for us, ready to receive, ready to put into action what you show us today, Father, because we choose to be a doer of your word, not just a hearer. Father, so we're ready, Father. We come with praise and thanksgiving in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, is God in your boat? Is he with you as the center of your life? He wants to be in everyone's boat, but we have to choose to allow him to be. Let's start today in Jonah 1.3 in the Amplified Bible. But Jonah ran away to Tarshish to escape from the presence of the Lord and his duty as his prophet. He went down to Joppa and found a ship going to Tarshish, the most remote of the Phoenician trading cities. So he paid the fare and went down into the ship to go with them to Tarshish, away from the presence of the Lord. Folks, at the risk of stating the obvious here, God was not in the boat with Jonah going to Tarshish. Now, I know God can be everywhere, but he was not supportive of Jonah's decision. And the last part of the verse says that Jonah was away from the presence of the Lord. How did Jonah kick the Lord out of his current boat in life? By disobedience. Let's all choose to walk in obedience to the Lord and not get into our boat of the day without the Lord. Now let's read Luke 5, verses 1 through 11. Now it happened that while Jesus was standing by the Sea of Galilee, with the people crowding all around him and listening to the word of God, two, that he saw two boats lying at the edge of the lake, but the fishermen had gotten out of them and were washing their nets. Three, he, Jesus, got into one of the boats, which was Simon's, and asked him, to put out a little distance from the shore, and he sat down and began teaching the crowds from the boat. My friends, Jesus got into Simon Peter's boat. Jesus wants to get into everyone's boat, everyone in life, but the majority of humanity will never let him in. They don't realize that they are in their boat of life with the God of this earth, Satan. Until their last breath, Jesus is trying to draw them to repent and come to him. Sadly, many of them are wealthy and or famous and or powerful, maybe politicians, maybe professional athletes. So they go around in a big, expensive, fancy boat in life, but have an eternity in the pit coming unless they repent and get in the boat with Jesus. Verse 4 when he had finished speaking, he said to Simon Peter, Put out into the deep water and lower your nets for a catch of fish. Folks, right away, Jesus was checking into whether Simon Peter would obey him. If Simon Peter would have said no to Jesus, I'm not going to put my boat into the deeper water, Jesus would probably have gotten out of the boat and we wouldn't be reading about Simon Peter in the word of God. Simon Peter didn't say no, but he was a little bit resistant. Verse 5, Simon Peter replied, Master, 
We worked hard all night to the point of exhaustion and caught nothing in our nets. But at your word, I will. Do as you say and lower the nets again. Friend Simon ultimately said, at your word, I will do as you say. Six, when they had done this, they caught a great number of fish and their nets were at the point of breaking. Seven, so they signaled to their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats with fish, so that they began to sink. Folks, when we have Jesus in our boat, great things happen. We have godly success. We have success in our earthly vocation, in this case, Simon Peter's fishing occupation. And we also draw others around us to Jesus, when Jesus is in our boat with us. 8. But when Simon Peter saw this, he fell down at Jesus' knees, saying, Go away from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. My friends, this is a key to keeping Jesus in our boat, and that is to worship and honor the Lord, and be thankful to Him, and to have Bible humility, realizing we can do nothing without Him, but anything with Him. Verse 9, For he and all his companions were completely astounded at the catch of fish which they had taken. Tens so were James and John, sons of Zebedee, who were partners with Simon Peter. Jesus said to Simon, Have no fear. From now on you will be catching men. Folks, another thing to realize about having Jesus and keeping him in our boat of life is that he is always giving us another assignment. God wants us to keep pressing forward with him. Now Simon Peter will be catching men, reaching people for Jesus. That is a project that God has all of us assigned to. 11. After they brought their boats to land, they left everything and followed him, becoming his disciples, believing and trusting in him and following his example. My friends, one last thing from this passage is that to keep Jesus in our boat keeping him as our personal Lord and Savior is to continue to follow him and believe in him and trust in him and follow his example. Genesis 7:15 through 17, the Amplified. So they went into the ark with Noah, two by two of all living beings in which there was the breath and spirit of life. 16, those which entered, male and female of all flesh, creatures entered as God had commanded Noah, and the Lord closed the door behind him. 17. The flood, the great downpour of rain, was forty days and nights on the earth, and the waters increased and lifted up the ark, and it floated high above the land. Folks, the end of verse 16 says, The Lord closed the door behind Noah. God was with Noah on this very, very large boat that was more like a ship. The ark was massive. But sadly, only Noah and his family made it onto the boat, the ark with God. All the rest of mankind at this time said no to God. They lived for the devil and they perished without God. Luke 8:22 through 25 in the New King James Bible. Now it happened on a certain day that he got into a boat with his disciples and he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side of the lake. And they launched out. 23, but as they sailed, he fell asleep, and a windstorm came down on the lake, and they were filling with water and were in jeopardy. 24, and they came to him and awoke him, saying, Master, Master, we are perishing. 
Then he arose and rebuked the wind and the raging of the water, and they ceased, and there was a calm. Twenty-five, and he said to them, Where is your faith? And they were afraid and marveled, saying to one another, Who can this be? For he commands even the winds and water, and they obey him. My friends, the greatest benefit to having Jesus on our boat is that we have eternity in heaven to look forward to with him. But there are other benefits. This scripture shows us that having Jesus in our boat will help keep our life from the constant storms. Notice there was a storm they went through, but Jesus calmed the storm. We may have some storms in our life at times, but we trust in Jesus and call on him. He'll help us calm the storm in our life. Praise God. Let's pray. Father, we thank you that you calm the storms in our life, Father. We choose to be on the boat with you in life, Father. We're so thankful. We repent of when we've gotten off and gotten misdirected, Father, and we choose to live the rest of our life with you, on the boat with you, Father, living for you and obeying you in all that we do. We thank you for it in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, folks, you can contact us by phone at 812-449-8147 or at CelebrateJesusMinistry at gmail.com. Please go talk to someone about Jesus today. We love you all. And remember, Jesus thought about you on the cross at Calvary.